Tools for Spiritual Growth Chapter 3, Meditation, What's on Your Mind Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Psalm 13, verse 14 What were you thinking? What are you thinking? What am I thinking? God knows very well, and He is concerned. We had better be concerned. Our minds are what matters most. We are what we are inwardly. The Bible has much to say about the human heart, a word that can be synonymous with mind, but which emphasizes the functions of thought, attitudes, emotions, personality, and character. In the King James Version of the Bible, the word heart appears 833 times. God judges us largely by what is taking place in our hearts. For the Lord does not see what man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. In the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5-7, through 7, Jesus Christ made it clear that obeying God with our thoughts is as important as obeying with our words and actions. Thus the spirit of the law is as important as the letter of the law. No wonder God hates hypocrisy. Speaking to hypocritical religious leaders, Jesus said, Even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Matthew 23, verse 28. Thoughts are seldom hidden forever. They usually lead to words and actions. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Luke 6, verse 45. See also Matthew 15, verse 19. In the last two chapters, we covered the vital spiritual tools of prayer and Bible reading and study. But the quality and effectiveness of our prayers and Bible study are greatly enhanced when we think carefully or meditate about what God is saying to us and what we are saying to God. Taking time to really think makes our prayer and Bible study meaningful instead of mechanical, inspiring rather than superficial. Many Kinds of Meditation Contemplating and reflecting on a subject is commonly called meditation. Of itself, this is not a religious word. The Bible does not make a major distinction between thinking and meditating. The Bible was written almost entirely in Hebrew and Greek. A particular word may be translated think in one English translation and meditate in another translation. Or with similar words such as ponder, consider, imagine, or muse. Here's the point. In the Bible, meditation is never portrayed as religious, mental, or emotional ritual. It is simply directed thinking, reflection, contemplation, or concentration. Certainly, the quality of our thinking can continue to improve, especially when we regularly pray for God's guidance. Prayer, Bible study, and meditation take time. Most people are tempted to neglect those because they feel they are too busy, which is like the life of a young seedling being choked out by too many weeds. Luke 8, verse 14. Find a quiet, comfortable place and take time. Make time for God. Our relationship with God needs nurturing, which requires time and communication. 
Today we see a virtual mania for all kinds of unbiblical meditation. Meditation that is truly Christian is worlds apart from the meditation of Eastern religions. See Misguided and Mystical Meditation online at ucg.org slash Christian dash living slash misguided dash and dash mystical dash meditation. Even much of what has been written about the power of positive thinking is more humanism, faulty psychology, and a rage for new age mind over matter than anything biblical. Some of this is worshiping the mind rather than the creator of minds. For many Christians and non-Christians, meditation is viewed as a mental or religious ritual. This discourages many believers because it makes meditation into something awkward and difficult. This may come to a shock to some, but the Bible never mandates that we meditate, just as it never tells us to think, the presumption being that we already do. It does, however, tell us what we are to meditate about. What do you think is the most common type of meditation? Probably it is worry. How sad. Or possible problems. We should pray. In Matthew 6, verses 25-34, Jesus Christ tells us not to worry, but to put God first and trust in Him for all our needs. There are many constructive types of meditation, such as analysis, planning ahead, and problem solving. Meditation should be practical, but much thinking, while not evil, is spent on trivial subjects. Beware of wasting your time and life that way. Sadly, many thoughts are carnal and destructive. Dwelling on fears, resentment, jealousy, lusts, pride, and the like. God, however, wants all of our thoughts to be clean, wholesome, and godly. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Matthew 5, verse 8. We expel wrong thoughts from our minds by filling them with right thoughts, and purity of heart can only come about through true spiritual conversion. We need God to heal our heart trouble. Matters to Meditate About Let's take a closer look at what God tells us to think about. For a more thorough study, you can use a Bible concordance to find and read all the verses that mention such words as meditate, think, commune, ponder, imagine, remember, examine, watch, etc. We find two classic verses on this subject from Apostle Paul in Philippians 4. In one he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And in the other, he tells us, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these. Verse 8. The supreme focus of our attention and adoration should be our awesome Creator God. We tend to be self conscious when we need to be God-conscious. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Colossians 3 verses 1 through 2. Meditate on your Maker and Master. 
contemplate his omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. Be filled with gratitude for his goodness, grace, and glory. Ponder his perfection, personality, and providence. Be in awe of God. Meditate on God's words and works. Read and meditate on God's revelation to mankind, the Holy Scriptures. This is truly listening to God. As noted in the previous chapter, how appropriate it is that the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 19, with its 176 verses, is totally devoted to praising God for His Word and His laws. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Verse 15. Oh, how I love your law. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Verse 97. My eyes are awake through the night watches that I might meditate on your word. Verse 148. We can learn much about our loving creator and designer by contemplating his incredible creation. Romans 1 verse 20, Psalm 19 verses 1 through 4, and 139 verses 13 through 18, and Job 38 through 39. One great way to meditate is to spend time outdoors marveling at God's flora and fauna. We should also ponder our relationship with God and His plan and purpose for our lives. David beautifully expressed this in Psalm 8. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Verses 3-4 through NIV When to have spiritual meditation Ideally, we should meditate every day and night about God and the great things of God. Psalm 1 verse 2 speaks of a righteous man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Make time to pause and meditate about what you are reading in the Bible to gain spiritual understanding and inspiration. Think of the parallel between eating and spiritual nourishment. Food is better digested when we eat slowly and chew well. To digest and absorb God's Word, we need to chew it as well as relish each morsel. It's interesting that the word ruminate can refer either to a ruminant mammal chewing its cud or to turning a matter over and over in one's mind. As we reflect on God's truth, we absorb, internalize, and personalize God's words and ways. Rather than words engraved in stone or written on paper, God's laws become written on our hearts. Hebrews 8 verse 10 The foremost reason for meditating on God's Word should be to analyze how we can apply and practice what we are learning. As God told Moses' successor Joshua, This book of law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Joshua 1 verse 8 And intersperse your prayer with meditation. Then your worship is a two-way conversation with God. Pray and meditate about God's solutions when you have problems and meditate with thanksgiving as you count your blessings. Meditation should include self-examination. Spiritual growth requires introspection. 
to discover the sins and faults we need to remove. Compare Lamentations 3, verse 40, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28, and 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Pray for God to help you see yourself the way He sees you. Fasting for humility, covered in the next chapter, can help you like a spiritual mirror. As we evaluate ourselves and do this soul-searching based on standards of God's Word, the gift of the Holy Spirit is necessary for deep spiritual understanding. How to receive God's Spirit is also covered later in this booklet. Once we recognize sins, we must confess them to God and seek His forgiveness. We find an inspiring example of repentance, confession, and prayer in Psalm 51, written by King David. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Verses 2 and 10. When meditating on God's Word, we should use it as a mirror to help us see what we need to change. James 1, verses 22 through 24. Danger of Mind Manipulation Now for a strong word of warning. Consider the powerful influence of modern media in manipulating our thoughts. For example, no matter how long a movie lasts, it usually keeps our full attention. And with all of today's technological realism, we viewers vicariously experience and respond to everything in the drama. Television and movie producers often have an agenda for shaping the values of the audiences. If they want us to sympathize with an atheist living an immoral lifestyle and be disgusted with a sincere Christian family, they can easily manipulate our feelings in that direction. Compare Isaiah 5 verse 20. And ultimately, behind all evil influences and deception is a real Satan the devil. 1 John 5 verse 19, 2 Corinthians 11 verses 3 and 14. Rather than being naive about the dangers, we must protect our minds from being infected with spiritual pollution. Garbage in, garbage out, as the saying goes. When we are repeatedly exposed to evil such as immoral sex, pornography, violence, and foul language, our consciences become insensitive and our personal standards are pulled down. Actions become habits and habits become addictions. We can all regularly pray the request in Psalm 19, verse 37. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. We can ask ourselves what movie and TV shows would Jesus Christ watch? What music would he listen to? What books and magazines would he read or look at? And what would he be thinking about? Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Proverbs 4, verse 23, NIV. Rule your heart. Better yet, let God rule your heart. God reads minds. People tend to believe it doesn't matter if thoughts are sinful as long as they don't act on them, because no one knows their thoughts. But someone does. God knows every thought of every person. See Psalm 139. And he holds us accountable for our thoughts as well as our words and ways. See Matthew 5. In 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5, the Apostle Paul speaks of a spiritual warfare we should be waging. 
He says we must be casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. Verse 5. That is impossible, humanly speaking, but not when we allow God to work through us. Along with Paul, we can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, verse 13. May the conclusion of the beautiful Psalm 19 in verse 14 be our prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Thanks for listening to Meditation, What is on Your Mind, Chapter 3 of the booklet, Tools for Spiritual Growth. For the rest of this booklet, please visit ucg.org.